Point break. Point break. Point break. Ah, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> you're just trying something different. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Point Break Minute, where we point out the moments and break down the minutes of Point Break one minute at a time. No. <laughs> you're just you play with me. Play, you're no. not playing with me in the space, Jessa. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I'm Marin Kennedy. And I'm Jessa Lowe. And? I'm Elliot White. Hi, Elliot. Yay, hi. Thanks for being on our podcast. It's my pleasure. All right. Let's just dive into minute 22. Does that sound <laughs> dive, good? Dive, hit those waves. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So minute 22 starts with uh, Lori Petty saying, stand straight up. You're going to fall over. So let's try it again. And ends with Keanu falling in the water. Yes. Um, so it's this whole minute is like ostensibly just a really long Lori Petty training montage. No, um, I was going to say a fail montage. Yeah, kind of. And it's kind of split up into two parts. The first part is Lori Petty training Keanu Reeves on land. And then a couple people walk by and say something snarky. And then um, there's more of a training montage, but then they're in the water and um, doing some surfing with a lot of ADR Keanu going, whoa. (laughs) And then Lori Petty with a very, um, to me, it would be kind of a disturbing giggle just because it's (laughs) like the thought of it being ADR and like just floating there, like without being attached to a voice, like without being attached to a human being. I don't know. It's just the whole thing, like the, this is just like really bizarre. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm now wondering if she's ever done like a monster voice for something, just like this creepy, like, or like a witch or something like that. But man, I think she's cute. Um, And I I like her voice. Okay. But she does have a nice voice. Yeah, Yeah. It's, it's different. I was uh, I was watching the ex- not ex- I was going to say extended edition the, the special extended edition of Point Break that they just released. But I, God, I wish uh, the special features and uh, there's some interviews and the, the producers were talking about how like they were they had you know most of the people who auditioned for the role of, of Tyler Ann were you know the traditional kind of like blonde California surfer girl look and then Lori Petty came in to sort of a different. A different look, different vibe, and uh, she had the best audition. And I awesome. think uh, Catherine Bigelow, they said a Catherine Bigelow especially, was uh, wanting to go that direction and sort of have something a little bit more offbeat. And, uh, yeah, I really appreciate that in this movie. Yeah, it I, works out well. I've, I've been sort of standing up for Lori Petty uh, in, the, in the last couple episodes because she kind of gets overshadowed by, uh, by a soon-to-be-introduced Bodhi. But uh, I think she does a great job in this, and I really like her character. It's it's really interesting to me that you compared her to witchiness because that super resonates with me. Like she had one line that just haunted me in this minute. You're going to be fish food where I, I believed, (laughs) I believed that she would feed him to a fish if he failed her. And I, I really liked that. Yeah. That, that line stood out to me as well. That was, she has kind of like a series of seemingly ad libbed sort of just like train, do some training stuff. And that that was a a especially good line that she (laughs) got there. (laughs) But yeah, she like if you look at her now, she's like she's mostly sh- a shaved head, I believe. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If you see her now, in most things, uh, um, I think she was on Hawaii Five O. I saw awesome. some pictures of her in that, and she's like a nurse with a shaved head. And in the interview uh, on the the special features, she has a shaved head, so she Go kind her. of has like more of a a bougie, you know, kind of you know, woo woo woman look to her. In the does shaved head mean woo woo woman to you? Not necessarily, but in this okay. case, yes. Yeah. 
Right. It could mean a lot of different things, but yeah. that's, that's the vibe I get. And that's kind of the vibe I get from her in this, too. She's just sort of a younger version of it. She already has kind of short hair. She's, she's just a badass bitch who doesn't take no no shit from no one. Yeah, so, definitely. I don't know. That's how I see it. Well, I don't think that hair. that can still be woo-woo. Like, you can be a badass <laughs> bitch and also yeah, own a lot of that. crystals. Definitely, <laughs> definitely not saying she's not a badass. I mean, she... She definitely, uh, you know, an early a couple of minutes ago has pretty much handed Keanu's ass to him, you know, verbally at least. Totally. Sort of chewing him out. She'll kick your ass with her favorite amethyst and then use that (laughs) in a ritual. (laughs) Have you? She'll just have. Yeah. Have you seen those? Um, those memes of the the crystals that are like enormous and people are using their crystals to fight against people they hate and they're hitting them in the head with a giant crystal. Oh, that'll leave a mark. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. That would that, that could be something she would do, maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, hit, hitting you in the head with an amethyst. That's, yeah. that's what she'll do. So, um, a couple things uh, I took notes of in this minute. Uh, the song that we hear, it actually started in the last minute, is I Will Not Fall mm-hmm. by Wire Train. Uh, you know, a little, little on point with the lyrics there. <laughs> <laughs> montage of <Yeah>. falling <laughs> um but you know, it, it fits okay this this isn't as good as the um of uh we had hundred, hundreds of tears by cheryl crow earlier um it's you know not quite that and we had uh concrete blonde those are both i think better songs than this and i'm, I'm not saying they're great songs but i'm saying they're better than this um but i did look look up a little bit about uh wire train uh, they were they're from uh, San Francisco. They, I listened to a couple other songs, and uh, they kind of sound like The Cure meets U two. Hmm. They're kind of they're going in the eighties. Um, not really anything too interesting about them, except for the fact that three of the members all later played with Cheryl Crow. Oh, so that's a little uh, Point Break reunion there. Nice. How late did they play with Cheryl Crow? I didn't look up oh, that okay. specific, oh, okay. specific. Was it like case. after after Point Break? Do you think? Or? Probably. I okay. mean, Cheryl Crow wasn't really a big deal until a few years later. So I'm mm-hmm. assuming it was it was late. You know, when she really sort of took off mm-hmm. and was touring regularly. Nice. I also have the lyrics to "I Will Not Fall." Would you like me to do a specific voice, Jessa? Nah, I don't know, Elliot. What's your what's your pick for a Marin well, voice? I feel like it has to be your witchiest voice, like channel yeah. your inner Anabethest and All right, have a little fire, Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> to rise and fall without the hands of gravity, to see it all, my hand to cover up my eyes, to move inside, suspended by my sense of self. Along the line, the river flows, and so do I. (laughs) (laughs) And Charles Atlas stands upon the beach, upon his head, and says, I will not fall. I will not fall. I will not fall. That was poetic. I didn't write it. That's my favorite Um, Shakespeare sonnet. Yes, that's what I was thinking. I was like, "Oh, you could be one of the you know Macbeth witches doing this." I, I was about to say I did play a witch in Macbeth, but I, I can't remember now. I've been in three productions of it. I don't remember who I played in all of them now. Uh-uh. <laughs> but yeah, being a witch would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I hope this, the the levels probably spiked a lot when I did that, but I'll, I can edit it. That's what editing is. Nice. Was there anything else, Vern, you wanted to tell us about this minute? 
Uh, yeah, there's uh, one other thing, a um, couple other things. The the people that we see uh, were kind of making fun of the pair of them, or making mm-hmm. I don't know. They're making they're kind of making fun of her for spending time with him, I guess, yeah. or making fun of him for being a noob. Yeah, she's sacrificing her cool factor. Yeah, yeah, I I uh, I guess so. Anyway, they're they're laughing at him, and I was trying to figure out who they are, um, and I think I figured it out. I think the guy is uh, what's his name Rich Hopkins, and uh, and the woman is Raina Morrison. They're both. Um, Rich Hopkins was uh, a stunt guy. He was a surfer double, I think, for some scenes. And they just had him do this. And uh, Raina Morrison, I started to figure out what exactly she did. She was a, I think she was a location scout on this movie. But looking at her uh, her IMDb, it's um, she's done a lot of different things. Kind of an interesting career. She's been like an uncredited like cameo in a lot of movies um like 50 yeah 50 movies and she's done location management for a lot of things she's done makeup department she's done transportation she's done she did stunts for too fast too furious wow she was a stunt stunt driver apparently um so yeah kind of a varied career the last thing she did was in 2011 so i hope she's okay (laughs) <laughs> is she yeah. is she credited in this movie? Because I just wrote down beach jerks question mark. <laughs> she is not credited. She is she. I mean, she's credited uncredited sure. as surfer surfer chick parentheses uncredited. So I think that's who that is. Brackets can, asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're just kind of laughing. They're, you know, so everyone's got to learn to surf. Like the like a uh, young fifteen said. You know, it's never too late to start. Oh, yes. Yeah. In the previous minute. You're never too old. Too old to begin the training. Yeah. This movie, or excuse me, this minute did make me think harder about surfing, surfing, excuse me, than I ever had in my life because I realized surfboards are basically just like butt platters. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're either laying down on it or you're like popping a half squat on it. And it's That's just. That's the title of the episode it's butt platters. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Elliot. Uh, saying I took notes is generous. I wrote down beach jerks and then wet boys, wet butts, butt platters. <laughs> oh, butts! Yay! It just comes back to butts every single time. How could it not? With who's in this movie? We have I mean, so much more to come. <laughs> there are oh some butts God. with strong gravitational pulls in this film. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, when when Lori Petty and Keanu are surfing side by side, they're actually just two butts in an interlocked orbit, like <laughs> moons circling. <laughs> oh, oh, I I'm just imagining it. people just like running around and they just like their butts get pulled together magnetically. <laughs> and they have to like we're just connected up. Oh. <laughs> just, like, that's just how we live now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your new surrealist movie about <laughs> butt maggots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god, I love that. Celestial bodies. <laughs> celestial <laughs> bodies. That's perfect. Yay! <laughs> I'm doing so much clapping. <laughs> Silent clapping. Uh, yeah. That's the microphone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. That's awesome. Well, do we want to say anything else about this minute or just start with some recommendations? Well, I just noticed objectively uh, yeah. Tyler, uh, Lori Petty, Tyler Ann Endicott is starting to have fun. 
with Keanu Reeves. We see at the beginning, they're, toward the beginning of the minute, they, it seems like they're ending for the day. Like, day one is over, and then they come back the next day. And, uh, you know, in the previous uh, couple minutes, she was really like, you know, I'll train you, but I'm, I'm not going to have any fun. You know, I'm not going to like it. I'm just, you know, and then it'll just be a couple days, but it seems like she's really enjoying being with him now. And we'll see that grow yeah. as the movie goes on. Yeah. So, it's nice that they're kind of, you know, the montage... Is a montage. It's a friendship montage. But it, it tells, you know, a couple different stories. He's learning to surf. They're growing closer together. So She's maybe ensorceling him, perhaps going to feed him to some dark creature in the depths. <laughs> yes. It could, yeah. He might become fish food. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Food for the kraken. <laughs> oh. There's another butt joke in there. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is why we have guests, because I, I don't think of things like this. No. I wish I could. That's all <laughs> I think of. <laughs> Yay. Somebody else thinks about butts as much as me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ellie, do you want to kick off our recommendations? Sure. Um, you know, this, this will transition really nicely. Um, so the, what I want to recommend is actually a podcast. Um, it's called Thirst Aid Kit. Um, it is a, I, I think it's a BuzzFeed affiliated podcast, but what it's really about is two awesome women of color talking about their thirsts and the things that make them thirsty. <laughs> oh um, my God. Every week they have a new thirst object, which is often a man, sometimes more of a concept or category of men. Um, this week actually uh, is kind of perfect because they have an episode about Keanu Reeves. Um, oh man. So I, yeah, I, that was totally incidental. I was going to recommend that no matter what. And I was like, Hey, it's perfect timing. But, nice. um, that's awesome. I we, strongly recommend checking it out. Um, that sounds very good. They they write their own like fan fiction of themselves and their oh, thirst objects. My God! Uh, and they they come they like read them back and forth, and they come <gasps> they like there's like a Twitter competition to see who did the hottest drabble. It's it's so good. Oh um, my gosh! I I uh, marathoned the first three episodes, and I was just like gasping. Oh my god! I am gonna yeah. have to check this out. Do they ever talk about Idris Elba? Um, not yet, but it's oh, only sure a few episodes in. So, like, get in now on the ground floor. And okay. Yeah, I'm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's only so much you can go, you can talk about before getting to Idris Elba. Absolutely. Oh my god. <laughs> Speaking of gravitational pulls. I know. Mm. I I just always have to ask because he's number one, number one celebrity crush. So. Yeah, yeah, you have to know. Yeah. Now, on that note... I, do we? Okay, we have a question for you, but do we want to wait no. until he shows up? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Which he will in minute 24. Mm. Yeah, let's, let's, let's keep the suspense going. Yeah, okay. Well, let's, yeah. Let's, I, I think, yeah, we want to build up to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Marin, what's your recommendation? I love that recommendation. That was Thirst Aid Kit. Thirst Aid Kit. Yes. That First sounds fucking kit. amazing. Perfect. It right, is. My my recommendation. Uh, I I don't. This has been out for a while. It's been going for a while now. But I just discovered it. Brooklyn Nine Nine. A uh, very good sitcom. Kind of uh, procedural. Um, it's about cops. Um, it's a twenty minute comedy uh, show. Andy Samberg is the kind of the 
the lead, although it's it's an ensemble show, I would mm-hmm. say. Uh, Jolo Trulio, uh, Andre Brower, Terry Crews, uh, Chelsea Peretti's on it, although I think mm-hmm. she's the weakest part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's been pretty enjoyable. The, we're in season four now, and it's been pretty good the whole time. It's at least charming, if not hilarious. And uh, they just had an episode that we just saw, I think it's in season four now, mm-hmm. where it dealt with like the issue of cops and black people very well and just very like simply and straightforward and just like it's a show about cops we need to address this and they addressed it very well so it wasn't hilarious but it was they yeah. did it they addressed very well. it in a really nice way without making it trivial and without um i don't know there's there it, they do a good job of creating like a fair amount of diversity on the show yeah um and so it's it it's interesting to watch them ad- address that because mm-hmm. it's not something that they need you know it and it doesn't it, it certainly it, it has a it's a has a diverse a racially diverse cast and uh sexually sexually yeah. uh um but it doesn't, you know, it just kind of does it. It does it very offhandedly most mm-hmm. of the time. And then, like, there are times when it isn't, and that's nice, too. And it's just, it does it, it's very, very good. Splits the difference nicely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and it's always really cool when you have something that's really diverse and actually engages meaningfully with its own diversity. Yes. Instead of just like, oh, look, look at all these background people who look different. Now we can tell the same story without acknowledging any of that or getting into anything that makes anyone yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So that was that was interesting because they hadn't really addressed it much up until now. So it was it's cool to yeah, cool to see. Yeah, one of the, one of the best I guess I'll go into one of the best examples of it is like in the first episode you find out that the captain of the precinct uh, Andre Brower is gay and uh it's dealt it's like they never make fun of him for being gay. They never it's but they make jokes about it but not at the expense of it very well and they always keep that line well i wouldn't say they make jokes about it they just they're he and his husband are really boring and those are like just yeah i guess they 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 more make fun of them for being kind of they're they're kind of like uh very uptight and kind of like bland and also very you know like they just really like oatmeal and like (laughs) (laughs) i guess they make fun of them more for that they never really make fun of them for being gay but it's Yeah. yeah it's it's uh yeah it's funny it's good watch it yeah Awesome. So I'm going to recommend uh, a movie that I just saw for the second time with my parents over Thanksgiving and had a bit of a different experience watching it the second time. Um, made me think a little bit. Um, so I'm going to recommend Swiss Army Man um, with uh, Paul Dano and, oh my God, what's his name? Uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Thank you. Daniel Radcliffe. Harry Potter. Harry Potter himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, it is about Daniel. Nope. Sorry. Paul Dano is. Uh, Paul Daniel. Paul Daniel. Paul Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> he is um, des- lost on an island, a deserted island, and is about to kill himself when uh, Daniel Radcliffe's dead body washes up on the beach and um, kind of saves him from um, from death and all of that by farting, um, <laughs> which is really weird. Yep. And it really took me a while to, like move past that <laughs> um, it's 
really freaking weird. <laughs> but if you can get past the fact that he uses his farts to propel his body like a motorboat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul Dano rides Daniel Radcliffe's dead body like a jet ski. Yep. <laughs> and his farts are the jet. Yep. So if you can get... That's in the first five minutes. Yeah. If, and then probably maybe about five minutes later, they discover that his dick is a compass. Yep. And... Um... and the, whatever you see is erect... Like he... <laughs> God, this movie. <laughs> I know. This sounds like the most unappealing movie. I, don't want, I guess I was going to go into it more, but I don't want to give anything more away. I want it to be good surprises for, for yes. anyone who hasn't seen it. But I do want to just put that out there because it's actually a really, really lovely movie. Yeah. It just has some, like, oh, parts in it. Um, But they do a really good job of creating this bond between... um. Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano that is so freaking sweet and romantic and just um, makes you want to cry. Um, my, my mom cried a lot when we saw it and my mom does not cry. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's really creative. They do a really cool job of like they make a bunch of stuff out in the woods like wigs and dress up clothes and um they create this fake little world for themselves out in the woods and they do a really cool job of creating this combination of like what do we call it diegetic um, the music yeah yeah like they'll start singing like out it's of my term of the week yeah they'll start like singing just like randomly um and then it turn and like like you know as they're acting and then it turns into like kind of a pre-recorded song but the music is all just very um like hodgepodge like there's a lot of layering of voices there's a lot of like it's almost, la- yeah it's almost all acapella right yeah it's if almost all, all acapella um they do it for a sweet acapella version of um cotton eyed joe <laughs> <laughs> which is so freaking sweet <laughs> It sounds like a crazy movie. It is a crazy movie. It is. But it's insane that this movie exists and was made. And the fact that it like it left me in tears the second time I saw it with my mom crying. Like it's so sweet and like very profoundly sad too. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's nothing more special than the bond between a man and his flatulence-powered meat boat. <laughs> It's a timeless tale. Yeah, I I just wanted to say one thing about it. It's 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 great, absurd. It's like it manages to be an absurd, artsy movie without being boring or slow in any way. It's it's very accessible. It's just very strange. The one issue I have with it is that it's it's there's this uh, plot line that's like about a girl, and it just feels kind of unnecessary to me watching it. Like the Paul Dano character had the cru- this crush on a girl in his regular life and he has a picture of her on his phone and I oh alright you want me you want me to give it away okay mm-hmm. I'll stop there I just I kind of had an issue with that plot line yeah it was just felt kind of unnecessary to the movie I disagree but um, it would be a really interesting thing I, I actually really like 
talking about this movie and want to discuss it more with other people too like i mean it sounds like Murin has i i understand your opinion mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of like you don't think it's necessary but i think it creates a layer of complexity that um uh kind of fools the audience nicely um which i like i like i liked that i was like tricked in a way um and so if, if you see the movie you'll you'll know what i mean by that um but if anybody wants to discuss it please discuss it on our facebook group the uh surf yeah. shop because i want to talk about it and see <laughs> if anyone we'll else likes it, it. <laughs> should i should i build time into my schedule for a swiss army man minute you know it would oh. be like that would be interesting that would be very interesting yeah i think yeah it's not number one on my list of if we did another one but it would be it's it would be an interesting one to do yeah, yeah. especially like we were talking about like maybe starting to like try doing covers of some of the songs they do in the movie yeah the music's so good it is it's it is really good well um, and the, the episode titles make themselves i mean dick compass fart boat <laughs> like you're done that's it yeah, yeah there are and, a lot of options to choose yeah from. oh there's some there's some good ones they get some really good ones um i mean Obviously, Dick Compass and Fart Bow are the best, but yeah. there's some other good ones, too. Those so. are going to be the names of my first and second born children. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Shaving with teeth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's another one. They shave with teeth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's some there's some gross stuff, but it 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 works. Yeah. Yeah, all, all the fart. I I don't I don't mind the farting at all. I think because the farting is all for a purpose. No, no excessive. There's no like, it's no too much farting. I mean, there's a lot, but it's it's never just like oh farts. It's like it's all serves a purpose, like turning him into a jet boat or, or I guess that's something. Yeah, well, they light fires with it. Yeah, they do. They do other. Yeah, they, it's, it's the Swiss Army man. That's the thing. So yeah, oh. yeah, he's quite literally. A Swiss Army yeah, that man. is a literal, uh, literal uh, title. Mm-hmm. The farts are strictly utilitarian. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, um, I think that's about it for I, minute twenty-two. I think we ended on that note. <laughs> There's just so. I just I just so appreciate how it always comes back to butts, like in several, <laughs> in like a couple different ways in this episode. It's come back. To <laughs> Oh, oh no! Oh. <laughs> All right, All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to Point Break Minute. Thanks for being on, Elliot. And uh, you want to come back uh, to, in a few days for the next one? Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Awesome. Yay. We'll see you uh, next time on Point Break Minute, bro. But. <laughs> But, <laughs> but. <laughs>